everyone and welcome to the freshest episode on the list. This is PrepCast, your trustworthy MBA and master's preparation service. I'm Martina. You can be sure that today's topic will be more than interesting for you. My guest is Susan from C Admissions. I believe you know her very well from the previous episodes. Of course, feel free to visit Susan's websites. I will leave a link here in the description of this podcast. And feel free to listen to the previous episodes. Of course, you can find them um, here in the description as well. Susan, it's always a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Martina. I... It's always wonderful to be here. Can I ask you to say a couple of words for yourself uh, to those who listen for the first time? Absolutely. So I am the founder of CA Admissions. I come with a uh, academic training from NYU and Yale and have been an admission coach helping primarily MBA candidates for the past seven years. I really focus on the storytelling um, in the application process. So help uh, applicants really uh, reflect on their experiences and uh, be able to present it in an effective way for the uh, admission team to resonate with. Uh, that's the part of the work that I really love and I'm excited to be here and answer uh, questions uh, about the deferred MBA. Great. Yes, thank you so much. Today's topic is deferred MBA and I believe this will be really useful uh, to, to those of you who have lost their focus maybe during the MBA preparation and do not know how to continue the journey successfully. So actually, let's start with the first question. What is deferred MBA and who is it for? Absolutely. So deferred MBA is for uh, is a uh, school top ranked schools allow uh, students to uh, secure their seat at an MBA program uh, two to five years in advance of starting their starting their MBA journey. Uh, this is for college students or master students who do not have any prior work experience. So those individuals that have gone from an undergraduate to a master's program can apply to most of the deferred MBA programs um, and secure their seat uh, for future uh, for future um, class at the at the top ranked institution. Great. Thank you so much. And actually, what are some schools that offer different programs? So all of the schools can offer mm -hmm. something like this or not exactly? Yeah, so uh, schools vary a little bit on how they structure the, the deferred MBA. Uh, but currently, there are 16 schools that offer the deferred of the top 20 programs that offer the deferred enrollment. So think of Stanford, Harvard's 2 plus 2, MIT Sloan, Berkeley Haas's accelerated uh, program, Yale SOM, Darden, etc. You go down the list. Um, if you go to my website, I have a, um, a list of all the schools that offer the deferred program, including the due dates of when those applications are due. Um, so it gives you a really comprehensive um, at a glance view of, of, of which schools do offer this program. And then you can, of course, dive deeper and uh, conduct more research on the specifics of the program and how it supports your goals or the applicant's goals. Great. Thank you. And actually, why should someone consider obtaining a deferred MBA? Um, what the reasons uh, yeah. are for this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 
When applicants are considering uh, their uh, career, especially for individuals that know that they want to get an MBA at some point in their in their uh, career journey, uh, they uh, should really consider uh, going through the process of securing a deferred MBA because they are going to get essentially career guidance from the business school um, during the deferred enrollment period. So whether that's two years or five years, Along the journey, you'll gain access to the school's career resources, you'll get uh, access to lectures, and you're continuously learning in that process. And it also allows for taking professional risks. Oftentimes, candidates that know they want to attend an MBA program are going to be more conservative in the opportunities that they take advantage of in the career. So by securing a seat, you know you're going to have a seat and then, you know, in five years time, that seat is going to be there for you and you have the flexibility and the opportunity to uh, really be more of a risk taker and do something that you really enjoy um, that may not necessarily be an investment banking role or a consulting role or something that uh, uh, you uh, would be more inclined to taking if you don't have, um, if you haven't secured a seat at the table to begin with. I understand. Thank you so much. And actually, what makes for a successful candidate in the different programs? What are the criteria? maybe? Are they similar to uh, all of the MBA programs we already know about? Yeah. Could you please yeah. give some uh, uh, more details? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, so the criteria is very much the same. Uh, the schools are looking you know, by the time you get into you, you get into the program, you sit in the classroom, uh, you have to be competitive um, in the same way as those that have gone through the more traditional MBA application process. So you would definitely want to look at those, uh, uh, you know, uh, class profiles of the traditional MBA to kind of garner and, and sort of anchor where you are um, and how you fit that uh that classroom. As far as uh, what are the um, uh, what makes for a successful candidate, uh, of course, given that you are a college senior or you know you're in your second year of master's program, you are not going to have work experience, um, which a traditional MBA candidate will have. So in lieu of that, uh, you are going to be wanting to demonstrate that you have leadership um, capabilities, leadership potential through how you engage in your community. Uh, you're going to want to show really strong academics. You're going to want to show really strong uh, GMAT or GRE test scores. Um, and of course, um, your career is going to be something that... Uh, uh, your career direction is another piece of the what makes for a strong candidate. But if we look at just the basics of where you are currently, uh, you want to have strong academics, strong test scores, and um, have had uh, some uh, uh, leadership opportunities, whether those are through, uh, in most situations are through extracurricular work, uh, but also uh, how you've shown up in your internships and how you've taken on perhaps some projects that will allow you to demonstrate that you are that future leader that the business school is excited about. Great. And um, I remember we have spoken with you uh, many times how hard actually it is to uh, get into an MBA and how um, 
actually long the journeys. So mm-hmm. are different MBA programs harder to get into than the traditional MBA or not exactly? Yeah, so typically it is uh, a little bit more challenging to gain admissions with the third MBA program than there is to a traditional uh, MBA program um, for, for a few reasons, one of which is you're going to have less opportunities uh, to demonstrate your um, capabilities. So perhaps uh, if you haven't been doing a lot of work till your last year of college, um, it's going to be difficult for you to make that up in a very short period of time. Um, and you really want to make sure that you have uh, taken the time to uh, uh build your extracurriculars and be an engaged student. Uh, and, and, uh, and also on top of that, there are fewer seats in the most situations. There are fewer seats in uh, deferred program than there are in, of course, the traditional MBA uh, program. So uh, there are a few layers of complexity um, that, uh, uh, that make the deferred MBA uh, journey a little bit more challenging than the traditional. I understand. Okay. And what does the admissions team actually reviewing deferred MBA applicants look for in their candidacy? This will be interesting, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So um, some of the evidence that they're looking for is, of course, your academic performance. uh, they want to know that you are a serious student. They want to know that you have strong GMAT or GRE score. Um, so those are the table stakes. Those are the standard. Uh, but beyond that, they want evidence of leadership um, in your community, in, in the student's community engagement, uh, community involvement in internships. Um, uh, they want to really sh- see that this person is really interested in growth. And uh, they also look for strong letters of recommendation from uh from individuals that have seen you beyond your classroom. So if your letter recommendation is from someone who has only, uh, can only speak about you as a student in the classroom, um, that may not be the strongest letter recommendation. You want a recommender from, uh, even if they're a professor that has seen you and has worked with you on other projects outside of the uh, classroom setting so that they can really demonstrate that you have uh, the potential to be that future leader and they've witnessed that through the work that you've done extra uh, outside of the class. And then um, the other piece is that you want to have a career direction that is perhaps, uh, uh, even if it's a traditional that you want to take, you want to have the opportunity to take a few uh, risks in your career. So your goals are going to be an important piece uh, of the uh, traditional, uh, so, excuse me, uh, an important piece of the admission process. And uh, uh, typically, uh, you know, you, you are going to want to, even if you secure a job uh, before you graduate, uh, before you start an MBA program, you want to have, perhaps you are inclined towards uh, doing something a little bit more risky, a little bit more creative, uh, that will allow nuanced exposure that you wouldn't do otherwise. Those are all the pieces um, that the admission team looks for when they're reviewing candidates uh, for the for the class uh, for the future class uh, in their MBA program. And all of those things work together cohesively, holistically, um, to show the admission team that you are uh, someone that uh, 
uh, is going to be successful. And of course, the interview um, through the Deferred MBA program, there is an interview process as well. And um, uh, they're going to want to look at how you communicate, what your thought process is, um, how you articulate your experiences, and how motivated are you to accept the program, to accept the offer admission um, at the program. Great. I understand. And maybe we can finish our conversation today with how soon should candidates start preparing for the deferred applications? Yeah, so the answer is as soon as possible. <laughs> If you're <laughs> applying for, uh, for this coming application cycle, which uh, most, for most of them start in March and April, um, those are the two um, sort of starting deadlines. And typically for deferred MBAs, For most program, except for Darden, um, there is only one round uh, and Stanford as well. But uh, for Darden and Stanford, um, most others just have one round. Um, so you don't have a chance to redo it again. So if you know that this is the year and you only have one chance to apply uh, through the deferred program, of course, if, you don't, if you're not admitted into the deferred pro program, you can apply again. But uh, if you're applying in March or April, you definitely want to get started now um, and uh, start working on the GMAT test prep, start working on your stories. And of course, you're going to be going through interviews if you have not secured an interview um, before, while you're going through the application preparation. So you want to give yourself uh, breathing room to make sure that you are putting together all the materials uh, that are required to successfully get to the other side, meaning get an admission uh, by June. Great. And maybe as a final words, could I ask you to sum up our conversation with a couple of sentences to, uh, to the listeners? Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, if you are uh, a ambitious young professional who is looking to have an MBA down the line um, and you are in your senior year of college um, or your second year of master's and don't have any prior full-time work experience, then definitely consider the deferred MBA program. You are, uh, there are plenty of schools that you can choose from as far as, uh, you know, programs that offer the deferred MBA enrollment and take the time to really put together a strong application that showcases your leadership, showcases your um, ability to work in teams, um, strong academics and test scores, um, as well as have um, uh, work with your recommenders to really put together a strong letter recommendation that supports your candidacy so that you don't have to go through this process after five years of work experience. Um, and uh, you, know, you, you, already, you already set the stage for what's, uh, what's ahead of you. Great. Thank you so much. It sounds like a hard task, but not impossible to do. So, um, not I impossible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Great. Susan, thank you so much for your time and your availability as always. Um, it's a pleasure thank talking you. with you. Thank you for Same your time. Thank you so much. And, and thank you. Sorry, thank you so much uh, for, uh, for, for coordinating this and for, uh, for inviting me. And um, also want to thank all the listeners for continuing to watch our series, uh, our discussions that we've had for a couple of sessions now. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, I want to remind everyone that they can visit your website and I will leave a link to it here. 
and I want to wish everyone good luck in their academic journey and to stay tuned for more. Thank you.